This is the High Impact Leadership Podcast. Bringing vision into action. Josh Veneta is a leadership and business growth coach. I decided that I wanted to have a bigger impact. Bigger impact. Fueled by helping individuals and organizations thrive. Engaged with a new passion. Josh is a proven business leader. To help others succeed. Over 15 years experience in helping organizations put vision into action. Where we provide tools and wisdom that help leaders and their organizations to thrive. Strategy. Strategy. Consistent execution. Execution. Leadership. That's what coaching actually is. It's an unlocking of what's already there. This is the High Impact Leadership Podcast. Well, welcome back to another episode of High Impact, a podcast for leaders. My name is Josh Veneta, your host. Today, I am joined by Taylor Pelletier. Taylor is a seasoned marketing professional and entrepreneur. She founded Tailored Digital Solutions, a marketing agency serving small to mid-sized businesses in 2019. She has over a decade of experience marketing in a variety of industries, such as sports and entertainment, coaching, health and wellness, and hospitality. Taylor has honed her skills and expertise, making her a trusted name in her industry. Her work encompasses a diverse range of clients and collaborations, including small businesses and large global companies. With a passion for innovation and a keen eye for market trends, Taylor's ultimate goal through her agency is to empower businesses to market forward. Well, Taylor, welcome to the High Impact Podcast. So great to have you with us. I am very excited to be on this side of it with you. Yeah, Taylor is normally the one on the other side. Taylor does the marketing for uh my uh, coaching business as well as some of my other companies and so now she is not only uh, producing but she is also a guest so Taylor uh, you've got a lot of experience doing marketing and I think a lot of organizations struggle in marketing because they feel like their dollars are wasted so tell us what are like three of the biggest pain points that you see for organizations yeah so there are a few pain points that we see quite regularly when we're talking to prospects or customers. The first one would be all about their bandwidth. There's no time or no bandwidth left in their day either as a business owner or someone in in higher management in the company is typically who we're talking to. uh, They, by the time their day is done, have no time or effort left to give to really think about their marketing strategy because they do. They require a lot of investment into time no matter what size the business is. And right now, I understand time is both energy and money nowadays. And generating business through marketing takes a strong and consistent strategy, um, whether that's regularly posting on your social media channels or updating the content that lives on your website or your digital platforms. Um, And we're not just buying ads anymore in local papers. It's not as easy as throwing a couple hundred dollars at your local papers anymore. Although that style isn't quite dead either. Let's not put any shame to that either. Um, but definitely that lack of time and bandwidth can prove difficult in keeping up with today's ad-focused world. The second one I would say is budgeting, and this is a term that I try to use quite loosely because there's almost many pain points within the budgeting pain point, Um, and what I mean by that is one business could have a really great marketing budget, but they might not be using it to its full potential or they might have inefficient practices while another business could be uh, dedicating 
not enough budget at all to promote a healthy marketing plan. Uh, so you can look at it from a couple of different angles, but you can probably see why I leave that as a pretty open term when it comes to budgeting. And the last and arguably the largest pain point that uh, people have come to us with is simply the lack of marketing expertise. There is a lot to marketing now. There are a ton of different channels, whether it's digital or physical advertising and marketing. Um, and it looks like so many things. Uh, trying to make your brand stand out in a populated market, maybe you're launching a business, uh, maybe you're struggling to target the correct audience, uh, you're not practicing lead generation, outdated practices, there's, there's just a ton, the list could go on. Uh, but those are the three main pain points uh, between the marketing expertise, the budgeting, and the time and the bandwidth. So one of the the pieces that I think falls under the expertise kind of umbrella, if, if we can use that term, is uh, creating engaging content. Um, it's not enough to just put a post out uh, anymore. Uh, those days are long gone. We're clamoring for incredible amounts of attention uh, on all different social media platforms and digital media platforms. So that's something that you're really passionate about and you're helping your clients with. So talk about how you work through the content creation uh, process so that you've got somebody creating engaging content that is also at the same time really true to their company. Yeah, and I'm, I'm so glad we're going down this road to talk about it because it's such a trendy topic to talk about. Uh, content creation seems super fun and exciting and everyone seems to be doing it right now, but it's so much more than that. Uh, when you take a step back and look at it from the marketing perspective, it's truly like the way to tell your organization's unique story while speaking directly to who you're trying to market to, your ideal customer. Uh, but it can be overwhelming. It can be so overwhelming. And I know you know this because we talk so much about creating your content for your channels and it takes that time from you. And that's even with the plan in place. Uh, so it can be really overwhelming and really tiring. But if you create all of this content and don't have a plan to it, you're really just throwing a bunch of things at the wall, hoping that something sticks. So the planning behind it is just as important. And we kind of run through four major steps. I was breaking this down with my team last week uh, about the steps that we like to go through. And they are ideate, create, adapt, and amplify. Those are kind of the four pillars that we use when putting together some kind of content creation strategy. Um, a brief overview of what they look like. Uh, ideate is um, all about your audience. So naturally you should be able, if I, have any kind of marketing conversation with you, if I say, who's your audience, you should be able to tell me who your ideal customer is. What does their day-to-day -day look like? Maybe what's their age range? Are they a particular sex? Um, what, does, what does a typical day in the life of their working life look like versus personal? You should be able to kind of break that down a little bit so you can really understand that audience because once you've identified that audience, you'll be able to better communicate with that audience. So then you can go into the strategic thinking of which platforms you should be on, like where is a 50 year old male going to be? He's not gonna be on TikTok, that's where he's not gonna be. So you can get a little bit more strategic about where you're going to show up once you know your audience. Um, and then you can think about the type and the frequency of the content and so on. Then we dive into the- so one, one question on that one. So I'm curious, if somebody hasn't, hasn't put much thought into okay, how do I figure out who my ideal client is? Um, that could be the topic of a whole other podcast and even longer. But give a couple 
just a couple quick um, hints, um, a couple quick points that somebody could uh, work on right away, first steps to figure out who their ideal client is. Yeah, so my favorite question to ask someone who's trying to just figure out who their audience is, is tell me the problem that you're solving. If you can tell me the problem that you're solving, we can figure out whose problem you're solving. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. Is 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 whose problem you're solving? Uh, and that's part of why we started today's podcast with, okay, what are the three pain points that you're seeing the most? Uh, because if an organization doesn't know what problem they're trying to solve, um, they're gonna they're they're gonna struggle. They're gonna struggle to find clients, and um, it's gonna be shallow. Whereas the company's gonna lack purpose. So, uh, yeah, really, really good, really good. So you were talking about so you're talking about ideating. Um, yeah, that's the kind of that piece of figuring out who your ideal client is. What's the second? So the second we dive into the creating step, um, marketing does not happen without execution and a lot of execution. That's all this step is about. So this step is when you are pulling together your ideas or the concepts that you're trying to communicate and creating like the marketing collateral. So that could be the media, whether it's photos, videos, blog posts. Um, captions for social media. There are so many iterations of what that could look like, Um, but it's such an important step because this is the content that's being consumed by the people that you're marketing to. And if you're not creating valuable content for them to consume, then you're not doing a great job creating the engaging content to get them to come back. It's one thing for someone to view, for example, a reel. But if they view it once and don't see the value that you're bringing to them, they're probably not going to go back to watch more of your reels. Whereas if I watch a reel that I learned something out of, I might click through to that profile to go look at that Instagram account and maybe follow them because I found that value. So this step is extremely critical um, and I think needs a little bit more TLC compared to the other steps that we go through. Um, exactly. So that is kind of the creation phase. And then in the creating phase, when you're – the it's a building block on the ideating phase, right? Because what happens a lot of times is when you get in the creation phase, it's like, you know, I have this product, it's for sale for this amount and I've reduced the price and here's your discount code and all this. That's, it's actually not right because if we're, if we're marketing our, uh, our core customer well, discounts really aren't needed because we're solving a, a substantial problem for them for which they are willing to pay. They don't need a discount. And I think a lot of times what I see is a really disjointed effort in here's my ideal customer, but I just need to generate revenue. Uh, And of course, I mean, we get it. You know, you need that top line, but you're going to get the most top line when you're matching up the ideation phase of this is who my core customer is and the problem I'm trying to solve and telling somebody this is the problem I'm trying to solve and making sure the eyeballs and the ears that that are seeing and hearing that are actually the same person. Yeah. There's a lot of misalignment there too. I found that's actually one of the biggest problems that we have been able to solve for people who come in and they know who their audience is, but what they're putting out there is not hitting with that audience. So that's a great point. What's number three? So number three is in my opinion, the most overlooked and why I love it so much. Uh, It's called the adapt. We call it the adapt phase. 
And that's when um, you can think of it like a college paper. So you wrote this paper, you're about to hit submit, but you might ask your dorm roommate or someone else to look over your paper to review it to make sure that it makes sense or that you were trying to portray, you successfully portrayed the message you were trying to, to get out there. Um, that is like this and you make the tweaks and you revise it all before you hit send to get that grade from your professor. So this can look like you're reviewing something and a video that you created or an infographic that you created or a blog post that you created, you're realizing doesn't quite speak to the story that you're trying to tell or it doesn't bring value to the, or you don't feel like it's going to bring value to that person. Sometimes you can bring in a test person for this, bring in a current client, bring in someone that you trust from your inner circle, or even just have someone internally review everything that you're doing, the plan that you've put together or some of the content you put together and ask for their honest opinion. That's the most important part is talking to someone who you know will give you that opinion um, and not just saying, Hey, look at how great this is. I'm about to hit send. What do you think? Right? Like we all want to do that. We all love that little ego stroke, but we want to make sure it's actually going to make a difference. when We put it out there. So this is, this is the big editing phase. Um, on, on a larger scale, this is what some kind of global and corporate marketing might call experimentation. Uh, but for me, it's just kind of the revision before even going out there, like more of a proactive step instead of a reactive step when it comes to marketing. Uh, this can go as little as, like I said, just tweaking a graphic or tweaking a video, or you can go as grand as just revamping the entire campaign if you feel like it's not hitting. Um, so an overlooked step, but I think a very important step. All right, so what comes after ADAPT? Then the final, final step is Amplify. It's go live time. You hit go live on everything. You get everything pumped into your marketing machines, your marketing automation software, and you continue the process of reporting afterwards. So with regards to the implementation kind of phase and amplifying and all, all of that stuff, I think the digital space is a scary one. So I, uh, many know that I used to be in the car business and, you know, digital marketing was unbelievable. And you could spend literally hundreds of thousands of dollars a month, not a year, a month trying to amplify your message. Um, and some agencies would tell you, Hey, you know, at certain level, you're throwing good, you're, you're throwing good money for bad. Like your, you know, your message isn't going to get any more amplified here. So if somebody is looking and saying, I don't really know what I don't know, what is it? what are some good things we could put on a scorecard for someone who wanted to measure online marketing performance? Yeah, this is a great question because I, I truly believe that metrics are really largely dependent on the goals and the objectives that you have set for your business. Um, but generally speaking, if you're looking at trying to just get, get a good like pulse check on where you're at when it comes to your marketing, focusing on some general metrics that promote, uh, promote growth and awareness, I think should be priority. These can look like what your user engagement looks like across platforms, uh, what your conversion rates look like, your click-through rates or your click rates on emails. Uh, retention rate is a really great benchmark that you can use for metrics. Um, and it, this is where it can get a little a little clouded and a little bit tricky to measure as well because how do you get all of this data from all of these platforms that you're on? And that's where there are so many marketing tools and, and a marketing team or marketing agencies can come in to help you make sure you're getting those right reads and right measurements because you can't just base a decision off of just the Facebook engagement or just your website engagement. How is it all working together as one digital platform? Mm. 
That's good. That's really good. So um, I, I got this question a lot when I was at the dealership and we were one of the ones who were kind of, um, you know, piloting uh, some OTT uh, advertising, which for those who may not be familiar is over the top and it has to do with uh, YouTube and um, ads on YouTube and, and other streaming platforms like that. So uh, I'm curious, Taylor, you know, we hear traditional media is dead. Um, you know, print is dead. Uh, television is being largely replaced by streaming platforms. What advice do you have for somebody who's trying to weigh what the right mix is? Obviously, the, the advice would be unique, but what are what would be some of the two or three questions you might ask somebody who said, hey, I don't know which way is up anymore. I used to do cable advertising. They're kind of going by the wayside. The streaming stuff's going on. What are some of the questions and what does the conversation look like around traditional media versus what I'll call emerging media? I'll go back to audience. Let's define your audience first. Let's figure out who your audience is and then let's figure out where they're at and where they're going. And that's where uh, you had mentioned in my bio earlier, marketing forward. That's our kind of our new little slogan we're moving forward with because there are means of advertising that you can start right now and be really successful with, but it's not going to stay that way. And you need to start thinking forward with it. So right now, if you're doing cable advertising, you better start thinking about streaming advertising, or you might start thinking about pop-up advertising and pay-per-clicks instead because it's going more so digital than cable. If you are on TikTok or Instagram, you might start to consider going YouTube, longer videos, more engaging content. So like you said, it really does depend on the business that we're talking about. Everything is super unique, Um, but really thinking forward and finding out where your people are going by talking to someone or even doing research. If you want to go down the road where you're really trying to keep everything in house and figure it out yourself, you can get a lot of information online. There's a lot of resources online with market and research development as to what the trends are and where your customer is going. But the key comes down to really knowing your customer. It does. So, and this is an area where, again, I think there's overlap between the work that I do as a leadership and business growth coach and the work you do as, um, you know, serving clients in a marketing agency, Uh, particularly around a lot of the work we do when we come in is around what I'll call organizational identity. What are vision, mission, and values? What problem are you trying to solve? Who are you trying to solve it for? Um, And then, you know, as you described earlier in the podcast, kind of putting flesh and bones on that person. Like, what are they doing on a Saturday night? Who might they be hanging out with? Um, And that doesn't pigeonhole anybody into any particular box. We're not labeling anybody, but those habits can be really useful and can make for a much more efficient marketing spend in a much more concentrated effort, as I look at, you know, organizations trying to figure out how to manage the new workforce and all these types of things, it's a much more efficient way of trying to approach the problem. So I'm curious, which comes first, the chicken or the egg? So uh, if somebody <laughs> is looking to, to engage, right, um, what are some of the things that they would need to have prepared before you guys could have a really good conversation and help them with a plan? Yeah, the first thing I always ask in my meetings are, what do you want to get out of marketing? Whether it's bringing someone in-house or hiring an agency, hiring my agency, what are the goals and objectives you have? And they don't need to be really specific. That's what we're here to help you figure out. Um, But we do need to know what you're trying to work towards. Are you trying to expand your reach? Are you trying to increase revenue? Maybe a mix of both. Are you trying to go down a different path and expand your business? So you have to have a good idea of what you're looking to do as a business before we can have a successful 
conversation when it comes to marketing. Um, you should also be really open to talking about what your biggest pain points are. I know a lot of people like to go into meetings like that with like a poker face and, and they don't want to tell you your big secrets. And I, I get that. It's a business thing. But in order for us to really be able to help you, we need to understand where you're coming from so we can give you the best, most efficient help uh, that we can. Um, and then it doesn't hurt if you have the basics set up, if you already have branding and a logo ready to go, fantastic. But most agencies like mine can also help with that if you're not quite there. A lot of startups like to do those types of things with an agency, so they're not just doing it on their own. Um, and then if you have any marketing channels already set up, if you have a website and social media, it's always a good thing to let us know about them first and show them to us first. When you're filling out the form to to book a call with somebody, it's really important to give all that information up front so you can really just start to move forward and not just, hi, how are you? I own this business. This is what we're kind of looking to do, but we're not sure. What do you think? We want to make sure we're having productive conversations because like I mentioned earlier, time is money and time is energy right now. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's interesting. I think when you, you think about like initial consultations with prospective clients, there's always that, you know, the, the kind of like the awkward moment, like, I don't want to admit that I have a problem. And it's like, uh, there's nothing shameful about that. I mean, there's no organization that's perfect. And, it, you know, the smartest people I know are the ones who are the most willing to say, these are the areas where um, we need to get better. And they ask people who actually have tools, real world experience, and who will hold them accountable to getting better. Um, but yeah, I think there's, there's no shame in that. I actually think there's some wisdom and some health in, in uh, approaching those conversations. Honestly, um, you know, it's uh, the same reason why you'd go to a cardiologist if you felt you had a problem with your heart and you wouldn't go to a podiatrist. Uh, you know, you want to go to a specialist. I mean, the podiatrist might be a nicer person than the cardiologist, but, um, do you want nicer or do you want the problem to get fixed? Right. That's a great example. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So you've given us a couple of things um, that somebody, if somebody wanted to engage that they could do so um, and have ready. But if somebody wanted to learn more about kind of the, the suite of services that you offer or book a consultation or something like that, uh, where would they do that? How can they learn more about Taylor Digital Solutions? Yeah, so we are currently undergoing a website revamp with some of the uh, newer messaging that we've got coming out, which is really exciting with the marketing forward. But tailoreddigitalsolutions.com is where you can get in contact with us. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn as well. Those are our most popular channels for uh, just kind of talking with people who want to have a good conversation about marketing. And it's tailored, T-A-Y-L-O-R-E-D, digitalsolutions.com. So yeah. there you have it, Taylor. Thanks so much for being on the podcast today. Really appreciate your insights into marketing. I think it's um, it's always been a, a pain point for businesses, but as digital marketing and media really is evolving right now, I think that it's only getting ampl amplified and multiplied. Um, and, you know, fear, I think, is going with that of the unknown as opposed to leaning in. So helpful insights today for somebody who might be looking at their marketing strategy. Uh, I think they have a way forward now. Awesome. That's what we're here for. Thanks for having me on. Uh, you bet. Thanks for listening in to another episode of High Impact, the podcast for leaders. Check back next week and listen for another episode.